This house is a circus berserk as a podcast could ever be. Welcome to Track Show, episode 58. My name is Harry. And my name is Tim. And what are we talking about this week, Tim? Do you know what? I don't think I even want to uh, give it away right now. You asked me to tee up the subject, and I'm not going to do it. But what I will say is in Harry's opening line there, there is a big old glaring clue. And some of you might pick up on it. If you get it, in about half an hour or so you'll know, then 50 tracks points to you. 50 track points? What you are they going to redeem those for? You get 10,000 and you get a nude picture of So Harry. they've only got 50? So, okay, so they've got quite a while to go then. Oh yeah. Seeing as none of them have any points so far. That's a big reward. <laughs> but was it 50,000? 10,000. 10,000. I can still take that if they've only got 50. I feel like... I've got some time if, to get to I mean, trim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they've only got 50 from that and they need to get to 10,000, I feel like if they did get there... You would send them a new picture, just also, be like, cheers. We're not probably going to offer any more points. <laughs> you never know, maybe this is the start of something new. I guess we better get into the podcast before, <laughs> I, before I have to share any pictures I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we make more indecent offers of Harry's body. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you were lying flat on your back and then I said... Harry, give me another pose with a bit of bum. What, where would you have to go? I would have to flip my side. <laughs> you would. See you on the flip side, listeners. Shall we begin? Let's begin. You alright, mate? Hello. How's it going? Uh, things are going very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, they're going exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> I told somebody about that today. Really? Yeah. We we're talking about when people don't know what like words are. Yeah. Or not not know what words are. <laughs> what but words? I said that is nigh ridiculous. And then instantly after, I was like, I don't really know what nigh means. No. Do you know how it's spelled? I would go N Y E dash O N. Wrong. It's N I G H, like space on. Mm. I had no idea. What the hell does it mean? Uh, like really close or something? I can't remember. But it is sort of. It's one of those things. You know what it means, but you don't actually know what it means. Yeah. Well, this is what we we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, that was my day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been up to much since our last recording session? Have you had a busy week? Um, no. To be honest, <laughs> we had. Was it last week? The the four day week. Um, yeah, we had the four-day weekend followed by After the four-day the... week. Yes. I think? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's all blurring into one. We've got all another that... bank holiday coming up. I can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> Get me back to work. <laughs> I I had a great um, bank holiday week, my first ever. Um, and then the week after that was one of the longest for some reason. Yeah. So busy. Like, I'm just realising now that by the time... This episode comes out. It's like two weeks away <laughs> from that. <laughs> we would have by the weekend. time this comes out, we would have just come off of our <laughs> Monday weekend. Yeah, or Monday bank holiday. Yeah, bank holidays, eh? Yeah, we're getting four more, so that's good news. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I'll take fingers four more. crossed. Absolutely, I would love that. Oh my word, would I love that? <laughs> I'll have ten more. That was like a thing. Apparently, in I can't remember where it was. 
obviously because there was a proposal to get more bank holidays, there was like, they were talking about how many people around the world get. And I think it's Japan or somewhere like that. They get like 17. Really? They've just got like non-stop bank holidays. That's like, what, a th- I can't do the maths. What's that, like a fifth of the year? No, a third of the year. It's just under a third of the year. What? What do you want about? Like, let's say you have one, like, a, a week. Oh. If you had, like, 17, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, like, almost a third of the but year. You meant 17 days was a third of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's more than one a month. Man, so, great. great. Let's, let's all move to Japan. Although, aren't... Isn't May apparently trying to get us a four-day week? May the month, or <laughs> Mrs. May? Uh, no, she is absolutely not. She wants to. I can't a, imagine. She wants she us to have a seven-day week. Caroline <laughs> Lucas would like a four-day week. Right. Very different parties. Very different women. Very different policies. Um, very yeah. different species. Yeah. If Theresa May had her way, we'd be uh, chained to our desks and we'd never leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Overall, I had a. I've had some busy weeks. Not a lot has really happened. Um, so I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, it's been an all right week. Um, as we just kind of touched on, um, politics has been all kicking off. So I've obviously been getting active. Mm -hmm. Um, but now's not really the time or the place to discuss that. Maybe we'll start a new politics podcast one day. Um, podcast. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure you'll love uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else happened I went to see Splash they were good when did you see them um, Tuesday maybe Wednesday in Brighton in Brighton at Patton's 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 uh, they were good although a very short set I'm going to say um, it, all, it all felt a little bit less than 45 minutes even 45 minutes for a, like a headlining thing it seems quite short I'm going to say it was less than 45 minutes. And they were headlining the, the set. I'm, I mean, a 45 minute, I guess, is a support set, isn't it? It was so short Lengthwise. that, like... Um, I was with your brother, Jack. Yeah. And it wasn't that busy in there. So we got in there, got a drink, like, just before they came on. Jack finished his drink. And normally, what was a pint? Like, 25 minutes, half an hour, something like that. Mm. Especially in quite a warm place, maybe a little bit less. He went... Got another drink, got back, and they said, this is our last song. He was absolutely caught off guard. He was annoyed. He had a full pint. <laughs> gig was about to be over. Um, yeah, all like they were really good. I really enjoyed the set, but just strangely short. Have they got an album out? I don't know, Splash. Uh, I, I think they've just had some new stuff out. Right. I'm not, I'm not hugely... Maybe they haven't got like a full-length album. They haven't... Yeah, I, I I think I've seen them play a support slot before, which was longer. I saw them play with uh, Swim Deep and Spectre a couple of I years ago. I was just about to say, I've never heard of Splash, but for some reason I can hear them being alongside Swim Deep. Yeah, they're very much part of that thing. You have heard of them because we've played them on the podcast before. But that's probably <laughs> why I've made that association then. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, they were good. That was a nice little moment this week. And I don't think I've... Been up to a huge amount else, really. Just okay. knocking about. Just knocking about, mate. I'm a man about town. Okay. <laughs> so, on that slightly bizarre cat impression, um, I'm going to say... On that high-pitched note. Yeah. 
have you got a uh, <laughs> musical highlight of the week? Yes, Tim, I do. Please stop doing it. Like I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it, but I'm, I'm fully confident in my conviction that I don't like it. Okay, I apologise. Uh, so I feel like it's been what like two weeks since we've done, or at least a week since we've done this section. Uh, yeah, because as regular listeners will know, we had the excellent Jay Williams on last week, and mm. uh, you know the guests and all that. That is going to be a more regular thing, so... True dat, son. Um, and I feel like there's been quite a lot of new music recently. Um, but somebody has been very active in the music world. Oh, I wonder who it is. Um, I don't know how to say this. Um, so there's a certain somebody that has been... You know, people have said in the past give us your album after many, many years. And, like, he's just disappeared from the face of the planet. Like, where are you? Like, release some stuff. So he released an album last year. Lovely. He released two, in fact. Beautiful. And then he died. It's David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) No. So since about, I'm going to guess about February, maybe the end of February, Frank Ocean has been releasing music. About every... I want to say week, maybe two weeks or so, he releases a new single. So we've had Chanel, which was released, well, I don't know when, but we that was released. We had <laughs> Biking, which is Jay-Z and Tyler, the creator, on top. And then we had, well, we've had a new one today, which is um, Slide On Me, featuring Young Thug. Uh, And that's really great. It's kind of very DIY sounding. I don't actually know how he's been able to do it considering that album was released on Def Jam. So whether he's still... I don't know the the technicalities. But anyway... Wasn't there some speculation that uh, Endless was part of him getting out of a record Yeah, which he released Endless on Def Jam. So then he could get out of... That's the that's my, my that's my album, and then he released Blonde the day later. Oh, okay, so Blonde is the one yeah. that was cutting him loose. Absolutely, Tim. Uh, so then we had Lens, which is the track that I'm going to play. Um, we talked off mic about the cover. Bit of a weird one, isn't it? I don't like any of the covers. That is, do you not like the Chanel one? That one's okay because it's very it's, standard. Yeah, but also uh, yeah, fits in with blonde. You know, we um, I can't, was it were they called the Japanese House who we discussed last week? Um, yeah, something along those lines. Then yeah. uh, we talked about how we liked the sort of consistency through their different um, yeah releases, and I always like that. Uh, you know, a band who has kind of a consistent look and feel to their stuff. These, it's like. Bloody! Well, he's he's very much going madness. For it's just these they're are all, all completely separate different. projects, and these are all separate things. Yeah, uh, you haven't seen the one for the slide on me thing, which is it's that's very endless. Uh, it's even got like a little spiral staircase kind of shout out. Uh, also, we did have slide, uh, which was Calvin Harris's song with yeah uh, Frank Ocean on. Mm. So we've really been sprinkled with a lot of good sprinkled. Yeah, we've been <laughs> sprinkled. We've been with, seasoned. Uh, We've been seasoned so beautifully by Frank Ocean this year. I swear to God, I've been pasted. (laughs) (laughs) 
and the best thing is is I feel like it's just going to keep going on um, this song Lens is it's quite different to the others it's all a lot of it's auto-tune um, but done kind of stylistically I believe it's quite stripped back actually it's it's very vocal heavy with the whole auto-tune thing not a lot more going on really but um, I'll be interested to know if you like it Okay, um, so I'm going to play Lens by Frank Ocean. I believe it's pronounced Lorns. I believe it's pronounced Lorns. <laughs> 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 so, please enjoy. So this is Lorns. <laughs> tap, tap down like blades came through the valley. Despite our history Some way at night you're stuck when you think of me Despite the life I lead All this life in me Spirits watch me pass So we're bringing it back to them old school days What did you think? I mean, I'm gonna sort of uh, preface what I'm about to say with the fact that as preface is that is that is that what I mean? Preface. Preface. I don't know how to say words. <laughs> I'm gonna preface. Yeah. Oh no. Who cares? Anyway, with the fact that I've said on the podcast before that I don't always get Frank. Um, I don't. It does something about his stuff. Not. It's not necessarily a criticism. Just doesn't quite uh, click with me. That the first half sounded like. Like Chris Brown badly using an auto-tune over the keyboard from Kanye West only one. And then the second half I kind of got a bit more into when the drums come in and stuff. But yeah. like I mean, I always find it's a little unfair when we Because the amount of times I've listened to songs of yours and not been bothered and then gone yeah. back when I'm editing and been like, Oh, I actually quite like this. But I do know that you also don't really care all that much about Frank, so Maybe he stands true a bit more. But there is a bit more in there, especially as a lyric person, if you go in there. Because yeah, Chanel and that, lyrically, yeah. that was like quite something special. I, I always feel bad because when we do this, we've always tried to like, you know, not be sort of critical and not, um, you know, talk about things that in a positive light and not kind of criticise people's uh, creative endeavours and obviously I know that loads of people are massive Frank fans so I realise that it is very much that some, something that I'm missing rather yeah. than you know just me saying well everyone else is wrong and this is shit but like I, I do repeatedly hear new Frank Ocean stuff and think I just don't get it well here's the thing it is probably quite important for me to say this that I've only heard this song a couple of times I don't really, I wouldn't really say that I have a very valid opinion on this song or, or, or that I can really say that I love or like it because the main reason it's on my highlight this week is because I'm loving that he's bringing stuff out and he's just trying new things and, That's cool. and, like, and I'm looking forward to getting more from him. Yeah. So I'm not really playing this single as like, I love this song, what do you think? It's it's more of a, I'm happy to be hearing Frank. 
So I yeah. also need to give this song quite a bit more Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, to, again, everything gets brought back to Kanye. But I think when he was doing the sort of Good Fridays thing, where it was a new song every Friday, I was in a very similar uh, position to you are now in that I was just really excited to hear a new Kanye song every week. And a lot of them, a lot of those songs I can't even remember now, purely because I didn't really like them that much but it was just exciting were they brought out as singles or are they on something they were just like on SoundCloud like every Friday there was just like a new song Makes like sense. with loads of features loads of different people not always even like any Kanye vocals on it it was just like stuff being brought out as Good Fridays um, oh yeah 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 I do know what you yeah mean. so it's like a few years ago now but the same thing like it was just cool to hear the sort of the experimentation and the playing around yeah. and just new stuff like you know I think that's just exactly what I'm feeling then yeah so I do get that, but yeah. as someone who's not necessarily a Frank Ocean fan, I, I can't honestly sit here and say I enjoyed that song. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie, but I'm also going to say there's obviously creative <laughs> merit to it that I'm not picking up on. I also, just quickly before we move on, like that he uses auto-tune, and then when it drops out and it's just him singing... Um, almost just as perfectly I think that's just a really nice moment yeah I mean it clearly got a great voice I'm, I'm definitely not going so. to uh, argue with that one I mean you said he sounded like Chris Brown it who did, also has a pretty good voice yeah Chris Brown does have a good voice but that's the thing it it felt uh, he's always felt to me like the sort of alternative end of kind of I don't know if it's even called R&B or pop or whatever that sort of genre is. He's all, Frank's always felt like an alternative end to that, whereas that beginning felt very poppy to me, which is why I brought up someone like Chris Brown. It felt like someone over-singing a little bit to quite a poppy place. And that Fair was enough. what didn't quite catch. But, you know, again, there's some, there's some artists I'm just not... In tune with. Yeah, and some that I kind of... Obviously, I sit here, so I have to try and say something, but I'd rather just never say anything about Frank again, personally. Not as in, like, I never want him on the podcast ever again. He's always welcome to come on the podcast, but, like, I, I, it always makes me nervous to, like, have to give an opinion on one of his songs because I get that he's huge. Yeah. Um, and you're a massive prick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. I am. Um... Well, go and check that song out and go and check out some other stuff. And also the constant amount of, the huge amount of songs that he's bringing out every single week. So moving on to your highlight. So my highlight is a weird one in that I thought I was bringing something new until I sat down and thought, right, I've got my songs. They're all picked out. I'm going to do a little bit of research so I can say something insightful to you all. And then I discovered that the music I wanted to play as my musical highlight of the week came out in 2015. So I'm just mildly <laughs> <laughs> so far behind the times. Are you going to play that? Yeah, yeah. I am because I've just it's discovered just it and it's yeah, like, yeah, it's fine. I'm well into it. Um, yeah, but just, go for it. I mean, quite, I've played quite embarrassing. I was just like... Um, I was like just diving through Spotify and stuff like that. Uh, ended up at, as I've talked about a load of times before, Dev Hines, uh, you know, Blood Orange, uh, Lightspeed Champion. Blood Orange. Uh, you know, 
loads of stuff on the new Solange album. Like, very cool, interesting, influential uh, person within the music scene. I found uh, what now turns out to be quite an old EP that he did with okay. uh, someone who I believe you know more about than me, Conan Moccasin. Conan Moccasin, yeah. Yeah. What can you tell us about Conan Moccasin? So I know Conan Moccasin because of him working with the guy from Late of the Pit, which we've talked about in the past. Yeah, that's where it comes that's from. That's where it came from. So he's got his little project going on. And, um, you know, I was always told that he's kind of a wacky guy, a little bit Mac DeMarco-esque, but kind of... Well, I, I reckon just, just that, really. Mm. It's just quite Mac DeMarco-esque. Yeah, so out of New Zealand, another New Zealand artist. Obviously, I, yes. for whatever reason, have a bit of a penchant for, the, uh, <laughs> for that kind of um, independent music scene. And, as I say, turns out it was ages ago, but here it says last March on the press release for the EP, so that, I assume, is March 2014. Um, Can I just quickly say, it was Soft Hair is the band that he did, just in case people were interested. We talked about them before. Yeah, we're very interested. Um, So last March, Mexican Summer and Ballroom Marfa presented the Marfa Myths Festival in Marfa, Texas. And during that... Conan uh, Moxon and Dev Hines, they kind of uh, crossed paths and decided that they were going to put together an EP or like a few, a little collection of songs anyway, which got called Myths 001. Uh, and it's only three tracks. Um, but the song that I stumbled upon thinking it was a new Dev project was called La Fat Fur. And I just really love it. It's kind of got. It's got all the things that people who are dev fans will know about him. It's got the kind of slightly jaunty but very uh, consistent repetitive guitar. It's got the kind of 80 synthy feels. It's got kind of um, nostalgia about it. But then brought in with what I understand to be a more kind of um, sort of grungy less clean cut artist sort of contributing vocals and stuff to it so it basically comes into this really cool culmination of a load of the kind of music I like and despite only being the two and a half years old uh, I think it sounds (laughs) I think it sounds really cool really fresh and really different to anything that I'm hearing people do now maybe everyone was doing it back then and I've just totally forgotten but um, yeah I would like to play this song the first song from Myths 001 to you, it's called Le Fat Fur, and it's by Dev and Conan. So, I'm going to play it and see what you think. Okay. So there you have it. Harry, what did you make of La Fadfeur? So, I'm going to start this with a preface. That. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your impression of me? I was going to, like, slag him off. You asshole! 
Um, I am a fan. It makes me... Angry isn't the word. <laughs> I'm furious at this stage. <laughs> the, the stuff I've shown you, I don't think you've really gone into. But the fact that you like this, I think means you really should look into the stuff that I've introduced with Soft Hair and L.A. Priest. Um, it was all uh, of a similar kind of vein to that. I do find it interesting that this guy, as a producer, really likes to pick up on who he thinks are hot. Like, and they're not always like the obvious pick. Yeah. Like, so much so that you hadn't heard about this for ages. And am I right in thinking he's worked with Solange? Yes. Was it on the new, her new album? Latest album. He's very heavily involved. Right. I'm not saying that she wasn't big before then or whatever, but I feel like this guy is very good at picking these people and just kind of. Giving them something else to yeah, work with. Totally. And I think I think he, that is kind of what he sort of sets out to do. A lot of his various projects and he's always seems to be doing about fifty things at once. Mm. But um it's always that kind of thing, always uh working with I guess just people you wouldn't expect him immediately to work with. Um and then it all ends up sort of having running themes through it, which I think he's very good at putting his vibe. His va va Exactly. Into his work. Um, but yeah. Lovely. I enjoyed it very, I very much. very much enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad I did. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. <laughs> <laughs> and on that slightly uncomfortable <laughs> note, listeners, we're going to take a little break. Uh, flannel our little foreheads down and uh, get ready for the main chunk of the episode stop making that noise Mm -hmm. So did you know, Harry, that... Yes. Or no. <laughs> Interrupt me again and see what happens. Off mic. Um, did you know that ten years ago today, on release day... Oh, is it? I thought you told me this. Oh, no. Carry on. <laughs> Have I interrupted you again? Does that count? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Did you know, Harry, that... Ten years ago today, on our release day, which is the 2nd of May... Yeah. The UK number one album was Arctic Monkeys' Favourite Worst Nightmare. Lovely. What I was going to say was... You reminded me... Answer my question! (laughs) Did you know? I didn't. (laughs) I did know when it came out, though, which is a few weeks ago. Yeah. Which is what I was like, that's not true, Tim. Yeah. No, it was still number one at this stage. I think maybe for the second week or third week. Rather. Okay. Um, but yeah, ten years ago, right now. God, An incredibly that, long time ago. Would that happen now? I think things stay at number one for ages, maybe even yeah, more would now. Would that album, would that kind of album have a chance now? Yeah, I think Arctic Monkeys would. I can't it. think of um, what kind of... I, I haven't looked at a chart for so long. I think they would, because Arctic Monkeys were huge after the first album. They just kind of really blew up, didn't they? No, yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking, I can't remember the last, like, 
band of that kind of caliber that has been number one or something. Yeah. But then again, uh, Macquarie's in their third album yeah. had a num- that was number one for a bit or something. I think you only have to sell about ten records to get to number one. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works, and like you, I don't look at the charts. But anyway. Um, the reason I bring it up is because it seems to me like a lot of the music that I still think of as being relatively new and relatively recent is now getting quite old. I'm thinking of, like the Arctic Monkeys' second album, and therefore, by association, the Arctic Monkeys' first album, but also like the Cribs are going on a 10-year anniversary for Men's Needs, Women's Need, whatever, this year. Like a load of this sort of seminal music for me is getting to be a little bit old. Mm. And what that makes me feel, deep down in my gut... Like an old man! Yes. I mean, and I apologise to older listeners, which I believe we may have out there, that are thinking, these are people in their mid-twenties whinging about feeling old. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I still think of myself as being youthful and exuberant, and the fact that uh, albums that I love and think of as being really contemporary are now, like... 10, 15 years old is mad to me and it makes me feel like a granddad. So I propose that in this week's episode we talk about music that we cannot quite believe is as old as it is because it still feels fresh and contemporary and important and vibrant or just because we remember getting into it back in the day. I would like to add the proviso that also it's just a song that takes us back and we can't believe it was from from that long ago. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Basically, we're playing stuff from when you said, roughly when you said 10 like, to 15 years it ago. It still means something now. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now everything I've picked is crap. <laughs> but no, it's it's all about like uh, how it reflects on your life that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Basically, stuff from a bit ago that makes yeah. us feel old. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Lovely. Golden oldies are us. Bolden doldies. Bolden doldies are us. There's the <laughs> episode title. <laughs> Bold and doldies. No one will click that. <laughs> What's uh, 56 bold and doldies? <laughs> Typos. Um, right. So, without further ordo, um, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. <laughs> Would you like to uh, make a first pick, Harry? I'm, I am going to make the first pick. So... You earlier asked me, am I going to do these in any certain order? So I'd like to just first off say these are in no specific order. Why have you brought that up when I didn't ask you that on mic? Because people (laughs) will hear the three picks and be like, why have you got that as number three? Or why have you got that as number one? You're making such an assumption that people pay attention. why have you got that as number two? (laughs) (laughs) Right, so I'm going to go with this one for my number one. So the the album was released in 2006, which is probably one of my latest. How do I say? Yeah, latest picks out of all of them. So 2006. Let's go back. I was 12. No, 14. (laughs) (laughs) 13. When were you born? 1993. 2006. You were 13. 13. So I got it right the first time. It's not that hard. No, this, <laughs> 12, 14, But you found it 13. so hard that even when I knew that was the right answer, I was like... Mm. I think I was thinking of one of my other picks. Right. <laughs> one of my other birthdays. So 2006, can you take yourself back to this time? 2006, I was in year 10 at school. So I was 8, 
This album came out, and I remember. I, th- I feel like at some point you might turn your nose up at it, but you cannot. I mean, resist that, or you cannot disagree that this album was huge at the time. So the album is. I'm not going to be turning up my nose at anything, just for the record, because. Okay, so the album is Inside In, Inside Out by the Kooks. Yeah, massive at the time. Massive, absolutely massive, and they're back, by the way. They're back. This is why I'm kind of bringing them up. Is because. You know, they are still something at the moment. They're going on tour, right? With... Blossoms are supporting them, which I was... Oh, Blossoms are supporting them. Yeah, which I was quite surprised by. In that... If there's, of the two bands, the one that feels like they would draw the bigger crown and be the more relevant right now is Blossoms. But they are supporting the Kooks, I believe, mm. on an arena tour. I mean, tour. I would consider... Arena tour? <laughs> I wouldn't go to an arena to see that. Oh, if, I thought if, you were going to say kooks. you would consider supporting the kooks. <laughs> I would. I'd consider I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I would. Um, if, if the kooks before. were in Brighton, I would go. Uh, but no, here's the problem. They've had so, a few albums since that I don't give a shit about. And they would play a lot of stuff from them. But I, th- I think very similar to... Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very similar to the Cribs doing their tenth anniversary. I mean, they're, I think they're just going to play the whole album, Men's Needs. But right. I think the Kooks are doing this as like a greatest hits tour. Yeah. Okay. Which I assume just means they're playing the first album. I cover yeah. to cover. Second was very good. Conk, I believe. What was the yeah, Conk was their second album, but I can't remember. Two thousand and eight. So only two years later. Oh, um, Mr. Maker. Mr. Maker, you've got it made. A beautiful wife and a baby on the way. Do you not remember that? that? No. Um, love it all. And you can love it all and wrap it in the world. You can have everything. Something. That was great. Um, shine on. I remember shine on. on. Last time. Tick of time. S- sing shine on. Because I remember shine, that Shine, shine, shine on. on. Yeah. Won't you shine, shine yeah. on. Yeah, um, see, I remember one of them. I remember people people's biggest problem about the kooks. And I think it was, you know... So let's be, let's be completely open and honest here. In terms of music, have you ever started to kind of... You know when a band becomes kind of uncool? And I'm not talking about necessarily the kooks here, but anybody else. And you kind of jump on the bandwagon, but not in terms of like just agreeing with them for whatever they say. But you also kind of, it's like the glass is smashed in front of you. You suddenly see these things that you might have let go before. And everyone would always say the kooks sing with an accent, yeah. but they're from Brighton. Why? Yeah. And then when I kind of heard that, it was like, they do kind of sing with a weird twang that doesn't really go with anything. Yeah, but even... thing is, even that, like... I, I totally agree, and I've, like you, been sort of turned off from bands because of that. But then, it's... Even that's kind of totally dependent on the act, because, like, on AM, 
Alex Turner's yeah, got a ridiculous course. accent. Well, this is the problem. But it's I've... just because they're they're Arctic Monkeys and the Kooks are the Kooks. It's like yeah, I, well, the Kooks don't really... get to have a silly accent. But Alex Turner <laughs> can do whatever he wants. That's not fair. <laughs> I mean, I've never really had a problem with the kind of accent they do. It's just something that I feel like it was an excuse to not like them again. And it, I did try new albums of theirs, and um, I think they had a third album which was Junk of the Heart. And I remember listening to that, and there were a couple songs in there. Rosie, I think, and Junk of the Heart were good singles. But I remember just being like, I've, I think I've just moved on to yeah. other things, and they just that was don't do it for me them. anymore. Yeah. Junk so that, of the Heart, you're to Junk blame. Junk of the Heart. You're yeah. to blame. You give the coots. So that was uh, 2000. That was good, by the way. That deserved more attention. You give the coots a bad name. <laughs> okay. Attending. <laughs> Uh, and then they had Listen and Hello, What's Your Name, which I've never heard any of. No, mate. But Junk of the Heart, 2011. So I reckon between 2008 and 11 is when we dropped off. But we cannot deny that Inside In, Inside Out were massive. So I'm just going to name... Like, were massive. The first album, Inside In. The second I was album, looking at the bottom Inside of Spotify out. and there's two. So I said were. <laughs> <laughs> so Seaside, I mean, literally every song, Sofa Song... Is it uh, Jackie Big Tits? Brilliant. Uh, naive and yeah. like well, Matchbox and Naive. Yeah. You Don't Love Me. Like some of these songs are. You don't. I really like You that don't one. love me the way that burr, burr, I love you. Yeah. Like, I really liked that. These, uh, and I liked Seaside a lot. I mean, obviously, everyone liked Seaside Naive and Schmooves in beautiful. her own way. And Schmooves. Yeah. Seaside was way. the toothpaste kisses of that time for me. Yeah. I remember I had like a babysitting job that I used to do on like a, I don't know, like a Tuesday night or Wednesday night or something. Yeah. So I would like get the, I would get the bus to sort of uh, Kemptown end of Brighton. Then I had to like walk down onto the seafront and I like walk along. The person who I was babysitting for lived like right on the seafront. Was sea his family? Or? No, it was like one of my mum's friends. Yeah. Um, who was incidentally like a famous model in the 80s. But um, mm. I wasn't babysitting for her. I was a <laughs> <that> child. <laughs> <laughs> she just needs help no. Um, no but like um, the walk I did went along the seafront and I used to in my kind of whatever I was 15 year old kind of uh, you know silliness where you try and make everything feel so profound to your emotional teenage life I used to like put that on as I walked along the seafront and like feel like do you want to get to the seaside I'm not trying to say that every. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why we've camped it up quite as much as we have. It was. <laughs> Do you want to go to the seaside? <laughs> yeah, but like I used to, I used to absolutely adore that song and play that very yeah. much in that moment. It was stunning, and I actually haven't picked. There's, you know, there's not a lot more we can say about this, but this was kind of a seminal kind of album in our music tastes. Like, they were one of the considering it was two thousand and what did we say eight. One of the first kind of bands, like indie bands, I was into. So I haven't actually picked a song. Have you got any requests? Would should we play Seaside or should we play something like "You Don't Love Me"? Uh, my, or like people know "Naive." Yeah, like, my request would be not "Naive" and not "She Moves in Her Own Way." But f- above that, it's your pick, Harry. You you take what means I think, something to um, you. Seaside is a song that I would eventually play on the podcast at some point, so we might as well choose now for that. Nice. And it's a song that I did a cover of uh, online 
that is not there anymore. So no reason why I'm saying <laughs> this. Search for it anyway. But I'm gonna do it. I'll do another one at some point. Um, so this is Seaside by the Kooks. Lovely stuff. Do you want to go to the seaside? I'm not trying to say that everybody wants to go I fell in love at the seaside I handled my charm with time and sleight of hand Do you want to go to the seaside? I'm not trying to say that everybody wants to go I fell in love at the seaside so that was lovely from the kooks there. Me and Tim had a little sing-song, um, and it was wonderful. But, moving on to your first pick, Tim. What are you going to give me? I'm really... The anticipation is killing me. Okay, so, first of all, I'm going to say that, like, you've just played something that has not only kind of taken me back, but I thought was, like, still really great. And, like, I'm not sure my first pick is necessarily going to be that. That's but I'm going to explain why I've picked it. Um okay. Basically, what I was trying to think of is, like, songs that I remember, like, as a sort of young teenager or whatever. Like, now I'll get a song in my head and it'll sort of stay there for a few hours. And then it'll kind of go or, like, you know, you just sort of get on with your life. I remember being young and, like, songs being stuck in my head for three-month periods at a time. Like, literally... Well, there wasn't as much to go with Impossible to remove from my brain. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> like, the chorus of this song, honestly, I I can just remember this chunk of my life just not being able to ever stop thinking about it. It was like a screensaver to my mind. And... Good lyric. Uh, yeah, it really was. <laughs> screensaver to my mind. <laughs> um, but also... Then, like, looking up how long ago it was that this was a screensaver to my mind. Mental. I honestly thought... It was... Like, that brainwave was like, oh, that would be a perfect one, because I remember this song. I must have been, like, 13, 14, something. <laughs> or oh, <laughs> 12, yeah. 11. It came out in 2000. 2000? I was nine years old, for Pete's sake. I was seven. Possibly eight. Yeah. That's mad. But then, the plot thickened even more. Because I thought, I'm going to listen to it anyway. I think I'm going to pick this song. And then, I'll tell you what. I know uh, you only play a certain amount of a song. But... Here we go. You always have to No, but we're going to listen to it. And then, on about... I think it's about 2 minutes 30. When we listen to it here. Yeah. It kicks in and becomes genuinely, honestly brilliant to a point where I couldn't have imagined is this a song I'm gonna it, know you'll definitely know it okay. but it starts to channel like uh, some like first album Justin Timberlake stuff that we both love like proper good pop but even before JT was doing that <laughs> wow the song is by very close to picking JT by the way yeah that would have been a good one yeah. the song is by the Sugar Babes is it I don't even want to guess, but... You can guess if you want to. Is it the Tide is High song? No, it's not the Tide is High. It's called Overload. Right, I don't think I know You do name. know it, you I, just I don't know, know it by name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, 
it's brilliant. It's so good. And like, although it's by no means even remotely credible. Um, Do you know it It works within the context of this? Have you heard the Arctic Monkeys cover of a show? Girls Allowed, that is. Is it Girls Allowed? The one which is... Um, I, I love that so much. Love Machine. One day that's going to have to get picked for something. Love Machine, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's How did that not get in our covers episode? We did I a covers. <laughs> I'll have to check that it didn't. Oh, but, maybe it did, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. But yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. But no, this is Sugar Babes with Overload. And hopefully you're going to play the bit that I'm talking about. So that was uh, Sugar Babes with Overload, and that was absolutely lit. I mean, we listened to that whole song. Yeah. And I did dance moves I didn't even know I had. It How was good, good is that? How did girl bands used to be making tunes like that? I was going to say, that wouldn't happen now. Like, we need these kind of guys back. Mental. Mental. What a tune. I'm glad you chose that, because it is, well, it's not similar to my third pick. It goes back to the kind of era of my third pick. But, um... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very happy you played that. We had a good time then. We had a great time. <laughs> Absolutely great time. So hard not to play the full two, three minutes. I know. And uh, it, I realised actually afterwards that to get the chorus in, maybe you're not going to play all of the bit that I mentioned in the cut. So I'm going to say, listeners, you go and listen to the whole thing because it's great. It's a forgotten grand. gem. I don't know how it's been left behind as it has. A forgotten gem. So Harry... Onto your second pick. Right. Have you have you seen over my shoulder slash not over my shoulder? I saw something all? yellow. Okay. Is it hard fi? No. But what a great pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a, a search term. We were doing some searches for something recently and they were trying to think of like bands of that era. And someone said, What about hard fi? And I was like, Oh my god, yes. I haven't <laughs> heard that stars name. In ages. CCTV. <laughs> the best album ever. <laughs> that would be in our best album ever category, I guess, one day. Yeah. No, the album I've actually gone for is one that... So this was out in 2005, so a little bit later on. Actually, no, my last one was 2006, wasn't it? Yeah, you've gone earlier than your last one, later than my first one. Right, so 2005, so let me do the maths. I think I was 12. I was 8. <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> um, the album is In Between Dreams by Jack Johnson. Oh, lovely. Now this, although being old and taking me back... This is also one of my favourite albums ever. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have old albums as your favourite albums ever. No, I never said there was anything wrong with it. Now <laughs> I'm assuming that there is. <laughs> Stop saying there is. <laughs> um, absolutely, there's no song in this that I don't love dearly. Every single song. Firstly, I can play it and sing every single song because I made sure that I learned every single bit of it. But Jack Johnson is like, um, he's the bar that every kind of acoustic singer-songwriter needs to hit. Like, he's one of the biggest and the best. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. 
And as someone who totally... What's your connection to this album, like, compared to maybe me that's... Well, just like you, like... Well, no, I mean, I don't know how to play any of it, or... uh, No, not that. I mean, do do you... Yeah. What's your connection to it? Well, that... Do you know it? (laughs) I know it. You don't know it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying (laughs) I would like to know uh, what your thoughts are. My point is that, as we've mentioned before, I think when we did like the uh, look, we did like a chill out episode once, and we did like a Sunday episode once, potentially back to back. (laughs) We'd kind of run out of ideas. Um, Oh yeah, (laughs) of course. Chill out, Sunday, <laughs> rainy day music. Um, but like, uh, you know, I don't necessarily listen to that much kind of acoustic stuff. Uh, no. But I've always really liked this album. Yeah. It's something I've listened to numerous times, cover to cover. Um, obviously, the big jams off it, everyone knows and everyone loves. And like, even, again, someone like uh, your older brother or Ben Brooks, who we've had on the podcast, I've definitely listened to, like, Banana Pancakes with them, and everyone's known every word to it, too. Like, it's kind of a classic, isn't it? I can never... um, Even to people who aren't fans of the genre, necessarily. Yeah. I can never visualise Jack listening to this. He definitely knows every word to Banana Pancakes. because Dad used to have the album. So, back in 2005, when I was three, um, obviously, (laughs) this... When I was but an embryo... (laughs) Um, people didn't have I'm being patronising now you know people didn't have access to music very easily back then well, um, was, I mean it was when there was no electricity so it was harder <laughs> to power these things we used to just tap on bloody rocks with sticks and just hope for the best no my dad had this no dad had this album and I remember just thinking the cover looked cool I think and so I played it and then it was one of the ones that I would play on my CD player in the back of the car constantly, then learn the lyrics to, and then five, well, seven or eight years later, then pick up a guitar and learn. And like, it's followed me throughout my whole life. And just occasionally now, like, I'll just, I, you know, in, obviously when you're in the mood for certain things, um, I'll be in the mood for something a bit slower and I'll go to Jack Johnson. It's one of those things that you like re-remember. If we remember, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely have those records that they're not kind of constantly present in your uh, rotation, but then when you suddenly think of it again, yeah, you just think, oh yes, I, I don't know how I forgot about this for the last six months because I'm still obsessed with it. Absolutely. For me, I would say within every six months of my year since the album came out, I've listened to this. Yes. Like for me, the first Miss Dudson and the library, well, the only Miss Dudson and the library yeah. record, but that for me is very much one of those that I'll forget exists for a few months. Yeah. And then I'll remember and listen to it maybe two or three times in one day and yeah. just think, this is what I've done that. ever made. I've done that. Yeah. With that album. Yeah. So the song I'm actually going to choose is Sitting, Waiting, Wishing, which is one of my favourites to play and sing. I love the tone of his voice and I like trying to replicate that. Um, But also, it's just a great song and I I love it dearly and I want you all to hear it, not that you don't know it, but this is Sitting, Waiting, Wishing by Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson 
Well, I was sitting, waiting, wishing you believed in superstitions. Then maybe you'd see the signs. But Lord knows that this world is cruel, and I ain't the Lord, no, I'm just a fool. And I'm loving somebody, don't make them love you. Must I always be waiting, waiting on you? Must I always be playing? Bit of JJ there, absolutely stunning, beautiful voice, beautiful album. Will forever be in the albums of the last 28 decades. What Tim, are you move on, on to your <laughs> second pick, please. My second pick. <laughs> Do you have one? It's all gone a bit on in here tonight, isn't it? I love it. The it's humidity, guys. Humid. Uh, the humus that we had uh, was uh, riddled with... Um, Ecstasy and bloody good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a syringe sticking out of your cracker. <laughs> My cracker? Yeah. What's, what's a cracker? What's a cracker? What kind of cracker? I don't know, the one you were dipping in the hummus. You dip crackers in hummus? Hummus, oh, as you say. <laughs> I'm sorry, but crackers in hummus. I don't like crackers, so that's why I've taken I don't such like a hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right, second pick, Tim. Um, my second pick. So I was uh, <laughs> thinking back. <laughs> back in time. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, one of the songs that initially came to my mind when we were thinking of this subject was Gorillaz, Clint Eastwood. I listened to that today, literally got my beers up the road. Are you going to play this song? No, I'm not going to play Clint Eastwood. I was listening to Clint Eastwood as I was walking down here and I was smiling to myself like, I just haven't heard this in so long. I love this so much. It's brilliant. I'm annoyed and, you're not playing that now. <laughs> well, the reason I'm not playing it is because we've talked about Gorillaz a lot recently. Yeah. Um, but it came to my head because I bought it as a CD single back in the day. But again, it was one of those things I kind of remember it being super exciting to purchase it. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember, I can, I can see, I can just totally see the scene and going up there and like picking it up and taking it up to the counter. And I realise now I was 10. I was 10 but 10 wee years old um, must have been flanked by my mum or dad but in my memory they're gone uh, in my memory it was just me flying solo 10 years old in HMV in Yorktown Centre gonna get the bus to HMV with my 10 year old self yeah exactly didn't happen um, but I did own this and uh, I guess it was one of the first times that I kind of um yeah. liked something by myself if that makes sense like obviously that Sugar Babe song was older than this but that was just kind of on the radio and it was around and obviously you know this Gorilla song was also around but I remember it being something I was genuinely into and it's like I want to hear yeah. that over and over again and it's not because my mum listens to it or my dad listens to it and then I remember asking again I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago and I'm going to mention him again my friend Tom Cartwright, who was, he was one year above me at school, so he was like, he was one of my best friends at primary school, but he was also a little bit like a cool older 
person and yeah. his dad worked in radio so he always like knew music and stuff even before anyone else knew music and I remember saying to him I like this Griller song is there any other songs that are a bit like this song and he told me to go and buy this song that I'm going to play but I couldn't buy it because I couldn't find it so he gave me it on a cassette I believe a cassette tape yeah the song is Witness by Roots Maneuver Okay, well, I, the as the most I know about Roots is later on, so I don't think I'll know this. I believe that you will know the chorus, okay, because it's like a big deal now. And I just find again, you know, you talk about how it's weird that it's so long ago. Because at that age, I felt like fairly grown up and starting to get into my own things. And now I, I have a niece now who's ten unbelievably funny to imagine that she would be like just searching out a bit of Roots Maneuver yeah, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <no>. right <laughs> you're a tiny when little you, child when you put it like that yeah that's stupid yeah it was really stupid but yeah got into Gorillaz got into Roots Maneuver then again I was 10 when I was trying to find Bob Marley's album yeah and again think of you probably got into that Clint Eastwood around the time it came out and you're yeah. two years younger than me eight Fifteen years younger than me. I was zero. I was, I was like minus five. <laughs> right. So we're gonna play that song. I hope I know it, or I hope I know the chorus at least. Well, anyway, as you said. Yeah. And it, it's still as banging as it always was. This is Roots Maneuver with Witness. Well, There you have it. That was uh, Roots Maneuver with Witness. Yeah. And within within the probably two milliseconds of the song, yeah. I realised I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it had started. <laughs> yeah. like, I know so this. Just the click of play, and I was like, "Yes, I know it." Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Such a good song. Classic. Such a good track. Yeah, and as you said, I don't uh, even know where I know it from. I feel like I must have just it must have been it's on just somewhere it's played just, or yeah, it's just everywhere. It's just in the vicinity of people at some yeah. point. And as you said, as we were listening to it, what an unbelievable shout from at best an eleven-year-old to be like, if you're into gorillas, <laughs> listen to some roots for me. Yeah, I was gonna say like, good bloody choice. Yeah. Like an eleven-year-old, you say you reckon he's about that. He was the year above me at school, so so if- eleven or twelve at the max. Yeah, to have that kind of um, unbelievable. Yeah, that's. I mean, he could have my job. <laughs> yeah. Very then, easily. then, <laughs> yeah. I think he invented He'd podcasts. He'd be fucking incredible now. Can you imagine? This? He does do a radio show, uh, which could potentially rival us. So let's not uh, bring him up too much. I doubt it. We, Tim. I doubt it. Nothing could ever, ever rival us, especially as long as we keep playing uh, music from the early two thousands. Because it turns <laughs> yeah. out we found our groove. Yeah. So I tell you what, I'm how already, happy have we ever been through recording a podcast? I'm already feeling like this is the best selection <laughs> of music we've ever had. See, it's about to get better as well. All right, so take us into. Is this your third pick? This is, is my third, third and, and final. final. Jesus. Right. And this one, I believe we've probably talked about because I feel like with most people, it's like a big moment. Like, 
when you're kind of getting to know somebody or you're just friends with somebody, this this is a song that most people I know will bring up and be like, do you remember this? And everyone will be like, yes, I remember that. It was the biggest tune ever. So I'll take you back a little bit. So this is from an album from 2003. Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> I was a, I was but an unevolved amoeba at that stage. <laughs> Do we know how old I was at this point? Uh, when was it again? 2000... I was 10. 2000 when? 2003. Three? Yeah, yeah. you were 10. That one's yes. the easiest of yeah, the one. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> we don't get that one right, then we I was we're... thinking, I've done very well here. Right, so I was 10 years old, and... Um, I'm going to take you, but I'm not going to say the name of the song. I'm going to actually, what I'm going to do is just play the song and see your reaction when it happens. And I just hope that not recently you've thought about this just because it's going to be great. Do you think I, do you think there's potential that I haven't thought about this for a decade? I think at least, because I just hope we haven't played it together, but because we've played a lot of music together, Tim. Yeah. I hope at least if we haven't done that, then you haven't heard this song for best part of a decade. At least 25 minutes. I mean, anything under that anything, and there'll be serious disappointment in the room. Anything over like 20 minutes, I'll be quite happy with. Okay. So I'm just going to play it actually and then I'll get on to why I love this so much after. Nice. Here we go. This is a song. Shut up, Supposed to be about baby Can't free up your vibe and stop acting crazy Reminisce on all the good times daily Why you trying to pose like I be acting shady What's that supposed to be about baby Can't free up your vibe and stop acting crazy Shonda Paula give it a good loving daily Now you trying to pose like I be acting shady You say you love me, you say you love me But you never therefore That was Breathe by Blue Cantrell featuring Sean Paul heavily featuring Sean Paul Sean Paul Sean Paul <laughs> I used to play polo <laughs> he used to play underwater polo did he? for like his country or something yeah. really? yeah excellent I think that's true something excellent around tracks. there yeah that's what tracks is all about was that song I mean we really listened to every single second of that one yeah the entirety that was I mean I remember when we came up with the kind of decision to do this episode I originally had things like the Libertines and stuff around there. And then I thought, let, let's just go back to like the first time I was listening to music and trying to find it in that. And I remember, this is a story I have for this. I was sat in the middle of the road. No, sorry. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it was a quiet road. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, it was actually on the side of the road. Um, and we had like this big cassette player. Like, uh, I don't know why it was there, but it, it was a radio. Is this your life or is this like everybody hates Chris? Like, <laughs> I was literally thinking well, everybody hates box. Chris. <laughs> I was sitting by the side of the road and I had this little boombox. Um, no, I had this little radio thing and lots of like empty cassette tapes. I mean, we, we did a lot back then, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and it, I remember waiting there with friends... A few other people, I can't remember who. Dan Laws, maybe. That gang. Um, shout out, Dan. <laughs> and sitting there waiting with my hand, because it was like a big song at the moment, everyone knew that at some point in the chart or in the in, on radio, whatever was big at the time, I assume 
presumably Radio 1 or something, that this song would come on. So we're just standing there waiting for probably like two or three hours, just like with my hand on the record button, waiting for this song to come on. This is before LimeWire. I mean, holy shit. Um, and then just singing in the middle of the road, recording a song. I don't even know how I was getting radio reception there. Yeah. I mean, you that, get, I that, guess you just need aerial. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite normal. Wait, we both just clocked it then. Because <laughs> we're so used to Wi-Fi connections. Like, you're on the street. <laughs> it's like, oh, the radio works What connection earlier. were you getting on the street? <laughs> oh, it was from space. What even is a street? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we were just, like, recording it there. It's like, that's... Such a such a vivid memory I have of like the earliest time I was trying to find music. Yeah, probably the earliest. Amazing. Two thousand and three, whatever I said, I can't remember. But I mean, that song was massive, and you play that wherever, whatever, wherever party you're at, however yeah. cool your house Absolutely. party is. It might be indie kids or hipsters or whatever. No, everyone knows it. Stick that song on, and everyone will revert back to being ten. 11, 12, whatever. That song is just brilliant. And I remember the yeah. video for it quite Oh, yeah, of course. Well. Everyone does. It's a, yeah. it's an absolute classic. It's even and got the, the car crash in there, which is in the yeah. recorded version. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I remember a blue car. Just amazing. I absolutely love that song. And I'm so glad I finally, finally found a, a place to play this song on the podcast. Amazing. Well done, mate. Thank you so much. A good one. I tried so hard. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, third and final pick from you, Tim. So, my third and final pick is the uh, newest one of all my three, but I'm picking it for the reason that it kind of marks two very specific moments in my life that I can't quite believe are pretty much a decade ago. Right. It marks going to my first ever festival, and Reading, Isle of Wight was my first. Oh, really? Yeah. And were you two, three? <laughs> no, it was eight. So it was two thousand and eight, uh, which was yeah my first festival, which was Isle of Wight. Oh eight, shout out the heads who are there, like the heads. <laughs> all you heads out shout there, out you all know the heads, you know. <laughs> If you know, then you know. You had teachers at Mr. Tate. You were there. Um, uh, but also, it was uh, the same time I also passed my driving test. So these are two kind of seminal that moments. Doesn't even sound right. Yeah, a decade. You, you passed your driving test like nine years ago. Yeah. Mental. Firstly, right? it just doesn't sound like mathematically possible. Secondly, I still haven't. Yeah. <laughs> But like this like, is fuck off, Tim. <laughs> but this is what I mean by the fact that like that is what makes me feel old. In that, like the other ones, okay, like I can't quite believe they're as old as they are. But my memories of those songs coming out still come very much from like a childhood age. Whereas this, like I was doing like grown up things. Yeah, or at least what you presumed grown up things at the time. Yeah, and it's nearly ten years ago. I mean, it's nine years ago, but still, it's nearly ten years ago. Put it this way, when you're ten years old, you know kind of what's happening, right? Yep. Go back ten years, you're a little flobby little mess. Yeah. Nothing works in you, you're just going, Bah! Yeah. Ten years ago. I mean, just to be fair, when I was six, I wasn't just like, <laughs> No, 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 I said when you're ten. 
<laughs> you he said 10, ten years, years ago. 10 years ago, I was 16. <laughs> and then 10 years before that, I was six. I was just like, ah! <laughs> I was at school. I was a functioning little boy. <laughs> I'm not saying that when I was 18. I was like, <laughs> I said, when you're 10 and you go oh, back 10 years, to, okay. to put it into perspective of like how ridiculous that seems, yeah. 10 years is. Bloody ages, mate. And again, like you mentioned earlier, to to maybe older listeners we have, but I don't I don't know what age, but maybe thinking, oh, shut up, guys. Like I mean, ten years, regardless of how old you are, is a long time. Yeah, it's bloody ages. It's bloody long time. I don't know that song. It's it's, it's (laughs) three thousand six hundred and fifty days. I mean, come on now, son. Have you made that up? Well, no, 365 days in a year. I can't do it. Fuck off. You just put a zero on the end of it. Yeah, Come on. I wouldn't have done that, would I? <laughs> Clearly, because I did. Um, anyway, around that time, uh, my first ever festival, uh, one of the bands that played there were also like one of the things that I was just blaring. As soon as I got my driving license, it was just kind of one of the first things that I couldn't wait to play really loud in my car. The band are very, very well known. It's N.E.R.D., Oh. The album is was called Seeing Sounds. I really want you to play a certain song, and I don't think you will, but please, go on. And exactly that, so the Friday night of my first ever festival, they were just, they're on just before the headliners. Uh, and funnily enough, uh, Pharrell, he was like right at the front of the stage, sort of like thrusting and bouncing up and down. And his uh, necklace came off and flew out into the crowd. Yeah. It was like a, $25,000 diamond necklace and he like immediately sent like his securities to go and try and find it obviously it was gone never got recovered so someone has got that yeah someone at 08 uh, Isle of Wight has a $25,000 and it isn't necklace. you so that's narrowed down narrowed no. down by at least one no I was nowhere near where it, the scene occurred I, I must say for legal reasons <laughs> I have nothing to do with this but ignore my uh, piece around my neck. He's probably done all right. Yeah, I mean, he probably forgotten about it by now. He probably forgotten about it by Saturday, to be fair. <laughs> but like at the time, I, I feel like a, I can't quite remember. But I think on the stage he did say like, "Come on, give it back." Really? Yeah. But come no. on, guys, like give me back my necklace. Yeah, gone, gone for good. I love that thing. Um, but they were absolutely I don't know why brilliant. It sounds like Michael Jackson. <laughs> give come me on. back my necklace, guys. I love that thing, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah the fact that this is a decade ago just blows my mind so I am going to play a song from this album and I'm torn between two Um, so if one of the ones that you want if the one that you want is one of my two then we'll play it so I'm going to tell you my two Okay. I either want everybody knows or everyone knows I believe or antimatter okay mine was neither of those Okay, what was yours? Mine was Spaz. Spaz, straight after Antimatter, and it's big. if you want to. I think that sounds fucking great. So, you choose. I don't know. Right. I'm going to say that in terms of the car bit, uh, Antimatter was the song that I used to blare out of my car because there's the guitar that it starts with. So, it sounded so good. But... Uh, what I remember from my first festival, which is what came first, is everyone Chicken. knows. Because there's the thing that he, like, shouts at the beginning of it, Pharrell. 
which we all sang back and it was like the first time I'd been in a crowd of that size outside and everyone was shouting it back to him and it just felt like such a moment so I'm going to play Everyone Knows by N.E.R.D. Go for it. All the girls standing in the line for the bathroom. All the girls standing in the line for the bathroom. All the girls standing in the All the girls standing in the All the girls standing in the line for the bathroom. Yeah. Girls are going out tonight. Y'all be planning this all week, right? You got something boys can't deny. Here's a hand. It's like apple pie. Cut you open and you're just wired. You ain't tired. You wanna cause a ride. So that was NERD with Everyone Knows. Spelled like your nose. And we, again, I, I feel like we just keep on reporting back to you what we've been doing in these little musical interludes. <laughs> we've been having a sing-song. But we listen to like about nine <laughs> NERT songs there. Yeah. Just, again, going back to what a great band they were. Like, yeah. If there's anything you can take from this episode is just think back to where you were maybe 10, 15 years ago. Because music was way better back then. Yeah. Although you might be... You might be Whatever age, I don't know. Whatever age you are, ten, four, fifteen years ago, well, it's no. always going to be around the same music. I mean, it's going <laughs> to <laughs> so yeah. go, go back to when you were around eight to. Although I don't know actually, 14. because if you're like say say someone's like forty five listening right now, yeah, ten years ago they were probably listening to like Elbow Coldplay. and Coldplay. Travis and Coldplay. Yeah, which isn't. <laughs> we're making a big assumption <laughs> on our listeners. It's basically <laughs> what my dad would listen to back then. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll listen to something great, you oldies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before we insult any more of our fan base, uh, we should really try and wrap this. Um, so I'm going to say that I have been Tim. And I have been Harry. And. This has been a load of fun. I'm going to be honest with you listeners. I've enjoyed this very much. To the point where sometimes we like leave a recording session and we kind of, we have our little kind of reflection session and we're like, oh, I don't know if that was a good one. I don't know. This week, honestly, I really hope it's a good one. I kind of don't care because I've had (laughs) such a hoot recording it. And can I I ask you, Tim, six hours ago, were you looking forward to recording tonight? No, both of us this afternoon said to each other, (laughs) I don't want to do it, but I will do it. (laughs) Both of us were like... We've recorded two days ago. I mean, almost less than 48 hours ago, I think. Definitely less than 48 hours ago, I think. Right, well... We weren't too into it, but we no. chose a great little topic. We had an absolute yeah. laugh. It's been brilliant. This is why we love doing this. Yeah. And you guys have been brilliant. So uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to take you out. We're going to go back to where this subject all started. It is Arctic Monkeys. Fantastic. Legendary second album. Uh, Favourite Worst Nightmare. It One is. that is up there with... Both of our favourite albums ever. Yeah. And the song from that album we decided to go out on is, Harry, exclusively unveil to our listeners. I'm about to unveil to our listeners that the song we are going to go out with 
Snip the ribbon. Today is D is for dangerous. Oh, Iranu. Uvavu. Do you remember that? Shooting stars. Shout out shooting stars. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> oh, God. This is Dear for Dangerous. See you next week, listeners. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.